Hallelujah. Peace and many blessings. It's an honor and a privilege to be asked to share with you tonight. And I I'm grateful to the senior pastor for giving me the opportunity to share. Shall we share a word of prayer? Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you that you loved us so much that while we were yet sinners, you sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. We gather before you tonight. We ask that, Lord, you speak your words into our hearts. We ask that, Lord, you reveal yourself to us more and more. Help us to know you more. Help us to love you more. And help us to be able to serve you with all of our hearts, O God. We pray that, Lord, as we gather, you will touch us one more time with your spirit. I am just your vessel, O God. I pray that, Lord, you speak through me into the lives of your people. Thank you that you've heard us in Jesus' name. Amen. Peace and many blessings. Tonight we are looking at a very interesting topic. How to allow the zeal of the Lord to consume you. Hallelujah. How to allow the zeal of the Lord to consume you. In fact, when I got the topic, I said, yeah. <laughs> because it's quite, um, it's not something I have actually <laughs> thought of or um, even <laughs> researched about before. So I was looking at the question, you know, what came to my mind is, you know when you're writing an exam and you can't answer the question, you set your own question. <laughs> then you answer it, then you say, there's a story of, uh, was it about a gamma lizard? No, the, the, the question was on the tree. And the guy said, Charlie, he hadn't learned the tree. So he said, one may ask, what is an, a gamma lizard? Then he answered <laughs> about a gamma lizard, which he had, you know, studied for. When I saw the topic, I said, hey, hallelujah. But I want, I want us to trust God to just take us through a few interesting things that he led me to as I was reflecting on, on this. How to allow the zeal of the Lord to consume you. So what is zeal? Many times... Zeal has like a negative connotation. You know, there's zealous brothers in the church. They are always, you know, you know how you have some young men, they are always pushing, doing things their own ways, like they can't be the zealous brothers. So some, some way, somehow, we, 
have this sort of slightly negative connotation to it, but just looking it up, zeal is actually a nice thing. It said enthusiastic devotion. Enthusiastic devotion. Enthusiastic devotion. That means that someone who is bubbling with a lot of energy and is excited about something and is devoted to that thing. Enthusiastic devotion. Uh, Another meaning is eager desire. To have an eager desire. An eager desire. Eager means you are open term kakraunza. Yeah. You are in a hurry, you are very expectant, eager desire. And then another one that I got is single-minded allegiance. Single-minded allegiance. Single-minded allegiance. So one of the places where zeal is used is actually in the Psalms, but if you remember when Jesus cleansed the temple, then the disciples, they, they wrote that it reminded them. It reminded them of the scripture in, in the Psalms where the Bible says that He said, the zeal for your house has consumed me or has eaten me up. Okay. So, by way of introduction, um, these are the few things that I found out about zeal. But the Lord was leading me in a, a particular direction. I just want to share with you. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10. Okay, it says, whatever your hands, your hand finds to do, do with what? Your might. For there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you are going. Can we have it in New Living Translation? NLT. Okay. So it said, whatever you do, do well. For when you go to the grave, there will be no work or planning or knowledge or wisdom. Hallelujah. So, this is talking about doing things that we have to do here on earth with a certain passion, with a certain fire, with a certain eagerness, enthusiastic devotion. Is what I am seeing here in this scripture. And um, for me, when we read the Old Testament, it's important for us to understand that the Old Testament is just a shadow of the new. And so we need to trans- 
we, we need to interpret it in the light of the new or the final revelation. We have something we call progressive revelation. In other words, God was revealing himself from the Old Testament and it kept going up until he revealed himself in the person of Christ, which is the final revelation. Are you with me so far? So, sometimes you read an Old Testament scripture and you want to take it literally, but you need to first ask yourself, how does this translate into Christ? Hallelujah. And Hebrews 1 verse 1, I think that helps us understand that a bit. So he said, long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through who? The prophets. Verse 2. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through who? His son. Hallelujah. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance. And through the son, he created the universe. So we just ended there. But so the point is that in these last days, God is speaking to us through who? His son. So, when we read some of the things that happen in the Old Testament, we need to interpret them through his son. So, just looking at that scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 10, it no longer becomes whatever your hands find to do, but what the Lord is leading you to do. Hallelujah. So, what is God leading you to do? As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Hallelujah. So, whatever the Lord is leading you to do, do it with all your might, with all your heart. Do it enthusiastically. Hallelujah. So, the Lord led me to a passage. It's a, it's a, a favorite passage. And because, because it's getting to Christmas, I was reflecting actually on the Christmas story. And look. Chapter 1, verse 26 downwards. We'll, we'll look at it closely. But this is the story about the, the Annunciation. When the angel announced to Mary that she was about to have a child. So let's just read that passage quickly. And then we'll look at it closely. It said, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy... God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of who? King David. Next, we'll keep going all the way down. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. And he will reign forever. He will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, 
But how can this happen? I am a virgin. Verse 35 says, The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Verse 36. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren. But she's now in her word. She's now in her word. Six months. Hallelujah. Let's pause here as we just reflect on this passage. Now, remember we are talking about how to allow the zeal of the Lord to consume you. And I was trying to figure out how does this passage fit into what we are trying to discuss. You know, many times when we read or when we hear the Christmas story, we... It's a, it's a nice story. It's a beautiful story. It's a story, a miraculous story. But sometimes we miss out on the realities and the nitty-gritties that would have been happening within the story. So, just picture yourself as Mary, a young virgin. The scholars say probably she was about 16. In those days, they would get married very early. So this is a 16-year-old who just receives a message from an angel. And what is the angel saying? You will be pregnant. <laughs> Hello? And now think about the assignment that is being brought from heaven's perspective. This is the savior of the world. And he must come to earth. And we must find someone through whom this savior of the world will come. And we have chosen this young lady called Mary. And she's sitting there and an angel just appears and says, Let's go back to verse 26. So let's go to 27. So the angel says, this is what is going to happen to you. Next, next verse. Oh, he said, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and what? Disturbed. Are you, are you getting the picture? She tried to think, what, what's going on here? Now, in the first place, an angelic visitation is a very rare thing. Okay, so even to see the angel is confusing and disturbing. And then she brings good news that, ah, you are favored. Hey, what is going on? Then he begins to tell her, let's look at it. He said, don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. The next verse. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him, what? Jesus. And he begins to prophesy. Next one. He will be very great. Now he's talking about the, the thing that is going to be born of you, as the King James says. He will be very great and called the son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. Next. And he will reign 
over Israel. His kingdom will never end. The next verse. What question does Mary ask? Let's read it together. Go. But how can this happen? I am a virgin. Hallelujah. How can this happen? I am a virgin. Now, I want us to think about the various things that God will be leading us to do. Very, very important assignments that God is committing into your hand. And usually you might either receive it in a dream or sometimes you just feel something, a prompting within your heart that this is what you should do. I know some people who have actually had angelic visitations. Some of them hear an audible voice that this is what the Lord is telling me. But this question, how can this happen, is a question that comes up within our hearts. But thank God that he said, come let us reason together. Is that not so? Hallelujah. So God is willing to have that discussion and to answer your question. And what does he say to Mary? What does the angel say to Mary? The Holy Spirit will do what? Come upon you. And the power of the Most High will do what? Overshadow you. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit will do what? Come over you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Hallelujah. Whatever God is calling us to do, whatever assignment God is giving to you, you need to recognize that it cannot be done except through the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit will what? Come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. And he said that that thing that shall be born of you, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. It means that you are going to bear something that is of God. It won't be something that is of you. Hello? Many times we pursue visions that are our personal visions, our personal agenda. But if it is a God vision, he said it will be called what? A son of God. The son of God. It has to be something that is being birthed by God. Hallelujah. Then, the next verse, in verse 36. He said that now indeed your relative Elizabeth has conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for she who was called barren. Let's, let's, let's keep with the New Living Translation. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say... She was barren, but she's now in her sixth month. Hallelujah. Now, you see, when God gives you a vision, when God gives you something to do, He also provides certain key people who can be a testimony and who can lift you up. The angel announced the miracle that had preceded the birth of our Savior. 
The miracle was that a barren woman, Elizabeth, had also become pregnant. And he said that this is what has happened to Elizabeth. And therefore, even though you are doubting, even though you are confused, even though you are going through all those scenarios in your mind, the Lord is saying what? It has happened for Elizabeth. And so in verse 37, what does it say? For nothing is impossible with God. Hallelujah. For nothing is impossible with God. So he had already given the testimony of Elizabeth and said that nothing is impossible with God. Hallelujah. Then verse 38. This is the part that really gets to me. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Hallelujah. Now, this is the posture that the Lord requires of us. A posture of humility. When he calls us and when he gives us an assignment, he wants us to humbly accept. Hallelujah. Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. May everything that you have said about me come to pass. The King James says, well, be it unto me according to your word. Hallelujah. Now, when you read it like this, it looks like a very simple thing. But do you know that in Israel, if a woman, a virgin is caught pregnant, she can be stoned to death. Hello? So imagine the assignment that God was giving her. This woman is betrothed. She's getting, going to get married. And she's going to be found pregnant. All these things are running through her mind. And yet she says what? Be it unto me according to your word. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said to me come true. Hallelujah. What is God calling us to do? And what are the dangers and the impossibilities that we are thinking about? The Lord is calling us to a specific assignment. Are we willing to say, be it unto me according to your word? <laughs> the assignments that the Lord gives us come with a cost. Hello? Whatever God is calling you to do comes at a cost. Are you willing to surrender and say, Ah, be it unto me according to your word. From verse 39. The Bible says that a few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town. Next, next verse. Where Zachariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? Now watch this. She has received the greeting from the angel. She has received this message. And she's wondering in her mind. And the angel told her about Elizabeth. So what does she do? She runs straight. No curve, no bend. To Elizabeth. And the Bible says that immediately Elizabeth. Oh. Just heard. She starts to bless. She starts to say, blessed are thou amongst women. Hallelujah. You see, there are some people who the vision that God has given to you, they will quench it. They will just pour water on it. Hello? I mean, just picture you're going to tell somebody that, you know what? Today, an angel came to visit me. And the angel said that, <laughs> I'm going to be pregnant with what? With the Savior of the world. Wow! <laughs> Who can you run to with this story? Where are you going with this story? Hello? <laughs> this is a delicate assignment with a young lady and she needed someone who could help her along the way. Hallelujah. And that is why the Lord had prepared Elizabeth long before. I mean, when you think about it, it's just amazing. That because of this assignment, Elizabeth's womb had been closed. Hello? So that she could be pregnant six months before this would happen to Mary. Hallelujah. He said the living God. Hallelujah. And his ways are past finding out. And so when Elizabeth meets Mary. This is the appointed time where Mary can receive some reassurance that you, you're not crazy. You're not seeing things. Hello? You know, sometimes people come to us and they tell us some of the craziest things they feel that the Lord is leading them to do. And we brand them as these young, zealous, zealous boys. Or boys, young... But the Lord is calling us as older people in the faith, as, as aunties and uncles and, you know, senior brothers and senior sisters to become an Elizabeth for some young person who the Lord has given an assignment to. Hallelujah. And the young people need to be able to identify who is your Elizabeth. Hallelujah. How do you allow the zeal of the Lord to consume you? You will need an Elizabeth. Sometimes when you hear the word of God, when you hear this vision, you feel like, Charlie, I am the one, the chosen one. I have arrived. The Lord has given me this and that and that. So you begin to walk, you know, with their shoulders. It's like, Charlie, you, you, nah, be the organ. 
But we need to recognize that we need an Elizabeth. Someone who can help you along that journey. Hallelujah. So that when I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Hallelujah. We are not alone. God has prepared people who can shepherd us, who can help us along the journey. If only we would allow. Hallelujah. If only we would recognize that there is somebody ahead of us. You know, the, the prophet Elijah got to a point where he said, Oh, I'm the only guy left in, in the whole of Israel. Oh. And the Lord said, hey, 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 my friend, relax. I have 7,000 more. 7,000. Not even like three or four more. He said, I'm the only guy. The Lord said, no, I have 7,000 more. Hallelujah. Sometimes we feel like we are, we are alone. You are left alone. It's like, what the Lord is calling me to do, what the Lord is telling me to do, I'm the only guy. No. Hallelujah. God has many, many people. And God has prepared an Elizabeth just for you. Just for that particular assignment. The people around may be looking at you funny saying, hey, have you heard the say, I've seen in you saying, hey, <laughs> what kind of, hey, these young, young girls of today, <laughs> but when she arrived at Elizabeth's gate, I said, oh, you are blessed. Wow. Immediately I heard the sound of your voice. Something within me was just, the baby was just kicking like that. Wow. You're blessed that you are among when you've been chosen for this powerful assignment. And she was just encouraging and helping her. You know, it's, 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 it's very interesting because after, you know, when, when, when does the pregnancy start to show? So she heard the announcement and she moved straight. So, um, Elizabeth was, what, six months ahead. So, and she wasn't there when Elizabeth's baby was giving birth to. So at least she spent three months with Elizabeth. Which is the time when the bulge will start to be showing. And that's when she was going back to her village. Without this encouragement, without... This time with a woman who has also experienced the miracle of the Lord. How was she going to go back to her village and go and tell her husband that her husband to be that word? Hey. <laughs> Hello. May the zeal of the Lord consume us. May the zeal of the Lord consume us. So that we can be single-mindedly attentive to the assignment that we have been given. So that we can say, be it unto me according to your word. So we can say, yes, Lord, I will go. Yes, Lord, I surrender. The Lord had prepared an Elizabeth just the perfect timing.
just for him. In Acts chapter 4, we see that when the disciples were threatened, they said, the Bible says that they went to their own company. They went to their own company. And they prayed. And the Bible says that the whole place shook. Hallelujah. We cannot be lone rangers and expect that we can be able to finish the assignment. We need to have people who can walk with us, who can hold our hands, who can help us along the way. And it's important for us to recognize that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look quickly at Galatians chapter 4. We'll be reading from verse 8. He said, before you Gentiles knew God, you were slaves to this, to so-called gods that do not even exist. So now that you know God, or should I say, now that God knows you, why do you want to go back again and become slaves once more to the weak and useless spiritual principles of this world? You are trying to earn favor with God by observing certain days or months or seasons or years. I fear for you. Perhaps all my hard work with you was for nothing. Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to live as I do in freedom from these things. For I have become like you Gentiles free from those laws you did not mistreat me when i first preached to you surely you remember that i was sick when i first brought you the good news but even though my condition tempted you to reject me you did not despise me or turn me away no you took me in and cared for me as though I were an angel from God, or even Christ Jesus himself. Where is that joyful and grateful spirit you felt then? I am sure you would have taken out your own eyes and given to me if it had been possible. Have I now become your enemy because I am telling you the truth? That those false teachers are so eager to win your favor, but their intentions are not good. They are trying to shut you off from me so that you pay attention only to them. Let's just pause here. So this is, this is a, a letter that Paul is writing to the Galatian Christians. And apparently there were some, they, they call them Judaizers, some people who felt that you can't be a Christian unless you do the things that the Jews do. So these people had come and they were trying to turn 
the hearts of the people from Paul. And so Paul was writing and reminding them of how zealous they were in the beginning. How they were passionate about him and about the message that they had brought. And yet, they had come to a point in their lives when the zeal of the Lord was not consuming them. They were being moved rather towards the works, towards the outward forms, towards, oh, we need to celebrate this festival, we need to do this, we need to do that, you need to be circumcised. And Paul was reminding them that look at where you started, how you started. Paul said that when I came to you, I wasn't even well. And from the next verse, you can see that he was talking about his eyesight. He had problems with it. And if they could, they would have even just taken out their eyes and given to them. Say, so what is happening to you guys? Are you now turning back towards the things of the world? It means that it is possible for you to start zealously, but along the line, other things, other things come in and deviate your attention. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. Just reflect a bit and see what is it that has taken away my zeal? Is it just the passage of time or something happened? What has happened to take away my zeal? Sometimes offenses happen. And you know, I've, I've been reflecting, I realize that, look, no matter where you go, once you are dealing with human beings, offenses will come. Yeah, someone will say something or do something that you will not be happy with. Hello? Or am I alone in this one? I, I, I've been offended many, 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 in fact, many, 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 many times. <laughs> I don't know about you. Yeah. But these things are there trying to take away the zeal with which we started. And you see, if you don't get an Elizabeth who will help you to pursue the vision of God, the word of God for your life, you will balance like this. Hello. It is good to be zealously affected with a good thing. Hallelujah. May God help us to restore our zeal. For those of us who have lost our zeal, you started well, you were on fire, you were moving. Outreach. Hey, you were there. This, you were there. But now, it's like, Charlie, I'm here, I'm here. May Lord have mercy on us. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible, the Lord is calling us to be restored in our zeal, to be zealously affected with good things. The Lord is calling us to focus, to realign with His vision and His assignment for us. The vision comes at a cost. But God will give us the grace and He will give us the people who will help us to stay focused on that road 
so that we can be zealously affected, so that we can be consumed with the zeal of the Lord and that we'll focus on Him. I want us to spend a few minutes in prayer. We have two major categories. People who have received an assignment and a vision from the Lord and are starting on that journey and you need to be zealously affected. You need to be consumed with the zeal of the Lord. And those of us who have been in the journey for a while and have lost our zeal somehow, the Bible talks, tells a story about this prophet who had another prophet had come to give a powerful prophecy and had worked a miracle. The king tried to, to stop him and his hand froze. So, this other older prophet saddled his donkey and he said, I'm going to trick this guy because he had heard that the Lord had given me instructions that when you go, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. And then he came and told him that, look me, I'm an old Ogbe. We have been prophesying since we were boys. It's not now that you will tell us what the Lord is saying. So come, come to my house and eat. That was the end of that young prophet's life. As I'm standing here, the Lord is just ministering to me that there's a third category. We have become the old prophet. And we are ending the ministries of younger ones. Tonight, we just want to pray that the Lord should help us. I don't know what stage you are on. Let's just rise to our feet as we, we speak to the Lord about these things. Japay, mame, 
to pray for the first category of people the Lord is giving you a vision the vision looks so big it looks impossible it looks crazy it looks like something that cannot be done but this evening the Lord says with God nothing shall be impossible with God nothing shall be impossible just want to pray for everyone who is struggling with that vision, that direction, that assignment that the Lord is giving, that the Lord should strengthen them so that they can be able to focus on what He's calling them to do in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ra'azia daraya kadaya baha. Oh yes Lord, oh yes Lord For with God all things are possible Help us, O Lord, to have that single-minded allegiance to God in the name of Jesus. No matter how huge it may seem, no matter what others may say about the vision, oh, help us to focus. Help us to focus. Single-minded allegiance to the vision that you have given, O God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, may we be able to say, Be it unto me, according to your word, according to your word, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Sometimes, the fear is because of the consequences or the cost or the price that has to be paid for that vision to come to pass. I want to pray that Lord help us to be able to accept this vision regardless of the cost, regardless of the price that has to be paid. May we be willing to lay down our lives. The Bible said that they loved not their lives even unto death. I want to pray for that spirit that, that, that does not regard itself. Esther said, if I perish, I perish. Mary came to that point. And we pray that God help us to accept your vision, to accept your call, to accept 
the direction that you are giving us regardless of the call or the cost regardless of the the sacrifice or the price that needs to be paid in the name of jesus help us lord looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross Rakata, despising the shame, despising the price that had to be paid. Manda kata hayabaha, raandele kasanda rayaha, rendele kabrosi tekata kata hadamaha. Hey, nalia kazondele kedeyabaha. Oh, may our focus be on you. May our focus be on you, Jesus. Regardless of the cost, regardless of the price that we need to pay, despising the shame of God. In the name of Jesus. I want to pray for the, the, the ones whose hands have grown tired. Or who because of offense. Their zeal has waned. The fire is dying. We want to pray for them that the Lord should revive that fire. The Lord should revive that fire. Kindle the flame of sacred love on the mean altar of my heart. You have come so far from where you started from. Nothing moves you anymore. Nothing moves you anymore. You just roll your eyes and you just continue. Pray for a fresh fire. A fresh fire. A fresh fire. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, fresh fire. Nukoloyo zindiliya kalayabaha. Ra andeleye kandoroyo kosondere ahayabaha. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Set us ablaze one more. Once more, God. In the name of Jesus. Indeleye kadelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelele
Some of us have developed a harsh tongue, a harsh tongue. That cuts, it cuts through the heart of the young ones. Kandia da 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 brakata kata kata rakata bria bazudaria brastekere brelelelelelele rakapro bo 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 oh may we become Elizabeths to others in the name of Jesus rakata kata bre be 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 rando brakate edene kele ya mazunda la ya haya ba 
In the name of Jesus. Finally, just ask the Lord that His fire should just sweep this house, His fire should sweep this church. A revival fire should just sweep through this church in the name of Jesus. Send your revival fires, O God, in the name of Jesus. Just send that revival, O Lord, we pray. Our hearts cry, O oh God. Ah, Nandia la Cambrundo co in Sweep through this church, O oh Lord. Sweep through this church in the name of Jesus. Ra Dalaya Kata 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 Kabriya Bahala Baha. Ra Andele Kirele Katanaya Baha. Oh, Holy Ghost fire. Kandere Revival fire. Revival fire. Revival fire. Rakata daraya brada harabaha, randiliye kasondo laya badia harayaba. In the name of Jesus, Malia kasohede kiri, ra andalaya bazia andaya kahayabaha. In the name of Jesus, mololo kodoyo bohoyo bohu, ra ada yala kata daraya baha, randeleye badia kata kata harakata kata. In the name of Jesus. Bewa Juma, Bewa Juma, Woyemo, Uche, Father, we just thank you for tonight. Thank you for your word to us. Thank you for the specific areas that you are dealing with, O God, in our lives. We pray that, Lord, you will have your way even in your church. We pray that you have your way even in our lives. May we see the zeal of the Lord consuming us as a body and as individuals who have been called onto the assignments that you've given to us. May we pursue them fearlessly, regardless of the consequences of God. May we pursue the heavenly vision that is birth of you. Spirit of the living God, overshadow us. So that that thing that will be born of us will be holy. Thank you, Lord, that you've heard us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Peace and many blessings.